Welcome to COVID-19, Public Health Policy and Culture. I'm Dr. April Moreno, presenting information from various sources about the COVID-19 pandemic from public health policy and cultural perspectives. We will be sharing international accounts from policy, public health response, and even personal experiences firsthand about living in this era of COVID-19. Welcome to this episode of COVID-19 PPC. I'm Dr. April Moreno, and today we are going to be talking about life in Japan during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you all. We talk about family in this episode. We talk about what the culture has been like, what food handling and food service has been like, and how it's been children, school schedules, socializing, and all of that in Tokyo in this particular interview. I would just like to share that from what we're hearing around the world that the pandemic basically is a series of waves in terms of how we're going to recover. And at this time, nobody has fully recovered. No country has been able to fully recover and see the normal way of living. We have not been able to return to that yet. And we may not until maybe a vaccine is available. And yes, as a public health professional and researcher, vaccines are very crucial in terms of dealing with epidemics so that we don't wipe ourselves off the planet, basically. And that is my perspective. And it is a medical perspective. It is a scientific perspective. And it has saved many lives and it's probably why we're all still here so in terms of returning back to normal it's going to be a series of waves and this episode was recorded some time ago not too long but every day here is so different these days it was recorded at a time when things were relatively controlled and then they were beginning to start going back out little by little into society but then due to various factors travelers returning travelers coming in and also people being outside again that the infection rate did increase again and then now they are looking at a slightly different circumstance as they recalibrate what that looks like in terms of disease control. So it's going to be a series of waves for all of us as we begin to slowly dip our toes back into society back into the world and then identify what's safe and then noticing what's not safe and what needs to be reassessed and that's pretty much my prediction for a lot of places as we try to return to normal and really it's gonna be a process until we can find a vaccine or some answer to control the virus and the spread. This is a story or the account of living in Tokyo during this time of the pandemic and what every day has been like and the culture of how people are following the regulations and the policies and what that has been like in terms of everyday living. So I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you for listening to COVID-19 PPC. So you probably are aware by now that we use Anchor.fm here on this podcast for COVID-19 PPC. And I wanted to tell you about Anchor.fm because this is actually the second uh, podcast hosting software I've used. And um, I really like it. I love how easy it is to use. I love the fact that it's free. And they have so many tools here like music 
and all these different options that help you record and edit your podcast, either from your phone or your PC or your computer. And then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And then also you can even make money from your podcast with minimum, with no minimum listenership. And it's all you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're new to podcasting and you're interested in um, getting started, I recommend Anchor.fm. So what you can do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started um, that's my recommendation. And, um, you know, after almost a year of podcasting, I'm really glad I found Anchor just recently. It just makes things so much easier. And, uh, yeah, come check out anchor.fm. Today we have Mary here. Here she's living in Japan. She's Japanese Canadian. She's been living in Japan for many years during the experience of COVID-19 from Tokyo and in Japan and Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Mary. Oh, uh, hi, Broha, and hi, everyone out there. I hope you're keeping safe. Could you please yeah. give us a brief introduction about you living okay. in Tokyo? So I came to Japan in year 2000, and I've been living in Tokyo for 19 years. I wasn't planning to stay and live this long in Japan, but I got married and bought a house, and we have two children. I have a girl who's 12 years old and a son 10 years old. They're in grade six and grade four. I think uh, Japanese have been doing well, uh, considering uh, the rest of the world is panicking with the COVID-19. This morning, I checked the numbers, and I think there's over a 1,000 infected in Japan. Uh, here it says uh, 1,669 individuals. There's 41 people dead. There's 257 people who are discharged from the hospital. There was the Grand Princess uh, cruise that was docked in Yokohama. There were 723 infected, and people returning chartered back from Wuhan. There were 15 infected, 11 people who were uh, transporting these people or caring for these people, 11 were infected. So total number of infected in Japan was is 1,813. Okay. But the death rate is 257. Yeah. What has it been like at the moment in terms of that curve we talk about, like flattening that curve? Are you at the other end of that now? Are you seeing that reduction in illnesses at this point? On February 29th, the Prime Minister of Japan, uh, Abe, said that Japan is on a high alert. And for the next two weeks, the whole country will go into self-quarantine. He canceled all public events and he called off school. There was like three more weeks of school left, but he said uh, all schools in country will be canceled for the next two weeks. On the 10th, March 10th, he was going to make his announcement on whether to extend the quarantine or not. And he said, yes, uh, we're going to extend it another week. On the 19th, he says, well, we've managed to prevent the curve from peaking, like in uh, Italy, uh, America, the rest of the world. But we're still on high alert. This is going to be a long-term battle. We have to really keep our guards up to prevent from increasing the number infected. Have they talked about the number of months or years or how long it's going to take before we no longer really have to keep talking about COVID? Have they talked about that? Yeah. So... uh, When I heard about the COVID coming out and spreading, coming into Japan, that was in January. 
I heard it's going to be until August. We have to wait until it gets really nice and warm when the virus starts to become inactive. But there are doctors who are saying that this is this COVID-19 is going to be with us. There's a chance that it might remain and become like the annual flu. So we do, we really need a vaccine for this virus. I think it's the world's going to have to wake up and say, yeah, we really have to take uh, greater precautions, especially now. Mm-hmm. Do you know anybody who was infected? I don't know. But my daughter told me her teacher's friend did test positive. Let's talk about mm-hmm. testing. How available, how easy was it, has it been to get tested? And when do you get the results back from the news? Okay. Actually, it's very hard to get tested in Japan. Even they explain it, but I still don't get it. You know why? First of all, they want to know who's infected and who's not. And Japanese people get really um, nervous when they catch a cold. They say, oh, I got a fever. You know, I'm checking my temperature. I've got 36 or degrees or 37 degrees. And uh, the hospitals don't want people to immediately rush in. They're saying, please wait four days because the hospitals will get overcrowded if everyone comes with a temperature of 37 degrees. They say, wait four days, and if your temperature peaks higher or you start getting uh, really sick, then go to the hospital, have your doctor check you out. And if it's like a common cold or something, just get your prescription and stay home. Try not to go to the hospital where there's a higher chance of you getting infected. If you do find that you're getting, like the medication you're taking is not getting, making you better, then you should definitely start calling the hospital and saying, you know, I, uh, explaining your symptoms. If they do sense that you, you might be a high risk, then you'll get tested. But if you have no contact with someone who's infected, if you're, if you're not having breathing difficulty, then they're going to say, well, maybe you should get another examination. But anyways, uh, what they're trying to do is discern who's on high risk, who's not. There's a doctor... Uh, sorry, there's a doctor in Ikebukuro who he's always on the morning news and he's explained he's got patients who have called like six different hospitals who've also called the Ministry of Health and they just couldn't get tested and they finally came to this clinic to get tested. He takes one hour to check the patient and during that time he's covering his mask, he's wearing all these protection uh, covered from head to toe. Um, he has to examine the patients in a special room and his hospital has to be totally clean. And he doesn't check these high-risk patients until after hours when there are no other patients around in the hospital. Anyways, he said he's checked, I don't know how many patients over the past month, but none of them have been tested positive. That, that's what I find amazing. Wow. Yeah, he's, yeah, he takes one hour to do x-rays, do the tests in the nose. He doesn't have the COVID-19 tests. He does all these other tests and then finally determines, oh, it's a mycoplasma or it's uh, some kind of other um, cold, but not the COVID. Wow, that's good news. Mm -hmm. I know in Japan, there's a culture of wearing masks when you're sick to prevent spreading germs, disease, bacteria um, to others. That's right. Um, So... What is the mask supply like still these days? Um, That's a good question. There are no masks in the stores. Even if they come, they're immediately sold out. There are people, I hear that there are people waiting from 7.30 in the morning 
in front of the drugstores waiting for masks to be put out on the shelves. So sometimes the stores will tell the people lining up, sorry, we didn't get any shipment today. I was one of the lucky people. My, my Hong Kong Chinese friends asked me to buy masks for them in January. Bought uh, boxes. I And these this is a washable mask that I bought online. Um, I think one mask is like 15 to $16, but apparently it's really effective. I had to wait one month for these to be delivered because now the orders are so high and there's a waiting list. But anyways, uh, I really have to thank my Hong Kong Chinese friends for giving me early warning because right after I bought a whole bunch of masks and boxes, they were all gone. What do the other supplies look like now? Hand sanitizer, toilet paper, what is that like? Hand sanitizers are hard to get, but you can try to go to the kitchen department and look for alcohol sprays. Uh, I was able to purchase two on the weekend. Toilet paper. There, uh, that, that's really funny because there was a rumor that uh, China's productions are slowing down and there might be a shortage of toilet paper. That, that, that's really untrue because 99% of toilet papers are made in Japan, but people still continue to buy out toilet papers. And even now, it's, by the end of the day, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing all these stories from other parts of the world and mm-hmm. like talking to someone in Italy the other day, she's like, you're 10 days behind us. So she was telling me, this is what's going to happen to you. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. How about food? Have you seen any, did you find a food shortage at the beginning of all of this? Beginning of the home, home quarantine or these rules? Home quarantine. Home yeah. Quarantine. So mm-hmm. uh, in Japan, it's called jishuku. 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 Yes, self, uh, self imprisonment. Self imprisonment. Uh, self imprisonment. Jishku, yeah. So I think there was like one or two days where I saw the meat area all gone, but the food supply in Japan is fine. It's normal. There's bread, milk, eggs, meat in the stores. It's everyday life in Japan. The only thing you do see that's different since uh, beginning of March is that. People are trying to stay indoors, and there are more people uh, wearing masks. But uh, again, because there's a shortage of masks, people, they don't cover themselves. That's unfortunate, I think. And then what about hospitals? Was there a lot of news about shortages of equipment in the hospitals? Did you ever get to that point where people couldn't access the ventilators and the equipment that they needed to survive? That I haven't heard about, but a week ago, the hospitals were saying they're running out of masks and alcohol, so that was a worry. But now I think the government has asked factories to make more masks. And those factories that are working like full-time and even on weekends uh, to make masks are giving it priority to the hospitals. So I think that's good. It's not coming out to the public as much, but as long as the hospitals are, are getting their supply, I think that's, uh, that's better. Um, In terms of the quarantine, do you find that people have been, I suspect that people are pretty cooperative in terms of not being outdoors, not ignoring the warnings and the Mm. regulations? Yeah, since beginning of March, people have been told to stay home. Companies are telling their employees to do as much in-house online work, and that's good. However, uh, this morning when I turned on the news, I was really shocked, disappointed, because Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was a long weekend, 
And what happened was a lot of people went out to see the cherry blossoms because yes, it's really pretty, you know, when uh, when it's spring, uh, end of March, beginning of April, the cherry blossoms bloom and it's a very short period that you get to see this beautiful scenery. There was an event yesterday, a K-1 tournament in Saitama Super Arena. 6,500 people gathered to an arena to watch a K-1 tournament. Yeah, you're shaking your head and yeah, I couldn't believe that the mayor attended that event too. He did tell people that it's not good to go out to these events, but the facility, they stationed alcohol sanitizers at the entrances. There were thermal detectors to check people's temperatures. They had special fans to ventilate the air and uh, spray uh, some kind of disinfectant to keep viruses from spreading. So this event, I think, is kind of kosher, but there was uh, other events such as in Osaka, a small pub live house. There were a uh, hundred people packed in a small club and these six girls called the uh, punksters. Uh, punksters, they performed on concert and they're just shouting, screaming. And I think that's what you call a cluster. Yeah. So I'm really worried what's going to happen in two weeks. Maybe the numbers of infected in Japan are going to rise suddenly because of this long weekend. I think people have been really stressed from being indoors for the past two, three weeks. And so this weekend, whether it's cherry blossom uh, viewing or going to see the Olympic flame in Sendai, it finally arrived. 5,200 people went to see the flame. Personally, I think uh, Trump is right. Uh, President Trump's idea of postponing for one year, I think that's uh, their decision. On the news, they did say that in the past, the Olympic has been faced with these kinds of viruses, colds, and they worried about canceling the Olympics, but they carried on and uh, somehow managed. Pointers like uh, 41% of athletes who are still not undecided, like not decided. Mm. So I don't, I'm not sure how they can, you know, make this happen Mm. in the next four weeks, uh, four months, sorry. Yeah, we'll see how this all turns out. And then how have you been? How has your family been in terms of staying home? What has that been like? Has it been difficult? Has it been stressful? Were your children afraid during this time? Or how was that for everybody? Yes, we've been staying home uh, indoors most of the time. I think my children are a little afraid. The kids in the neighborhood come out and they say, uh, let's play outside. Uh, My children are a little hesitant but they do know they have to go outside and do some exercise. When they do go out to play with the kids in the neighborhood, they put on their masks Mm -hmm. and they make sure uh, when they come back inside, their hands are sanitized or washed clean. So I think they're handling it well. Me, I've always been an indoor person, so I like to stay inside. In your opinion, what has been going very well in terms of managing everything the country has been doing, what the regulations and policies have looked like? WHO at first was saying that wearing people who uh, are sick, only the people who are coughing should wear a mask. I don't believe that. I think everyone at this point should be covering their mouth mm-hmm. and their noses. There are sites that tell you how to make a simple mask using handkerchief or even like a cloth, a simple cloth. It's not hard and it can be done very quickly. One junior high school girl, she made like 600 masks on her own. She sewed it. She spent $800 of her own money, made 600 masks to be given out to the seniors in her city prefecture. 
So I think that was really brave. But anyways, yes, I think everybody should wear a mask. Try not to touch your face unless it's clean because that's the way the virus gets into your body. Also, I think dental care, brushing your teeth, cleaning your mouth, making sure that it doesn't develop germs. That's also a way to keep your body healthy, eating well and getting good sleep. If your body is well, then I think it has a higher chance of fighting any viruses that come into your body. So that's my advice. And that's and so far, we've been doing well. That's yeah. good. That's good news to yes, hear that we can get yeah. through this, that it's possible yeah, to get through unscathed. Yes. And also, if you have hay fever, make sure you get your hay fever medication. Take it every day. Because if you're, if you ignore your hay fever and you end up blowing your nose all the time, your nasal cavity is going to lose mucin and it's not going to be protected. You need that protection. So make sure you look after your hay fever. And if you don't do that and your nose gets all dried up, then, well, then it's easier for all these germs and bacteria to get in your body. And then again, wear a mask. I make masks too. I reuse the rubber bands and the, not a metal plate, but there's a thin plastic bender inside the disposal mask. I take them out. I open up the mask and I use it as the template and I sew my own mask using fabric. So now I've got like two washable masks in circulation. How have you been taking care of yourself? How have you been practicing self-care? Well, I haven't doing too much, but uh, I try to stay home. I watch my favorite anime. I try to take this all positive. Right now, it's the, I guess it's a really good chance to stay with my family, my growing children. So um, I'm quite happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some time with the kids, time with family. Mm-hmm. What do you want the world to know in terms of, in terms of COVID, what's been going on? Mm-hmm. What should we know? I think everyone should uh, be on high alert and understand that this virus is going to be around for a while. Try to keep your hands clean, wear a mask, cover yourself, cover your face and nose. And also, I'm, I'm really disappointed that people are targeting Asians, saying that, oh, you got the virus, you know, stay away or uh, all. It's racism and it's wrong. We should learn from the past that We should not target the wrong people, innocent people. It's not the Asians. I think by now, everybody, everyone should worry about who's next to, you know, each other. The best thing to do is to stay home and uh, enjoy yourself at home for now. We have internet. We're doing Zoom right now. If you want to meet your friend, Zoom them. Right. Respect them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy I can uh, talk to you in person now. Real time. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're you're very welcome. Thank you for um, Zooming me, April. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, any burning questions about COVID-19, feel free to send me a message in Anchor anchor.fm slash COVID19PPC is our website. And until next time, stay well and take good care out there.